Welcome to another CPMS News Podcast. This is Meg Monk, and today I will be speaking with a very special guest, Dr. Philip Lau of Purdue University. Dr. Lau graduated from BYU in 1971, received his PhD from the University of California, San Diego in 1975. He joined the faculty at Purdue University in 1976, where he is currently the Ralph C. Corley Distinguished Professor of Chemistry, and where he pioneered the use of specifically targeted drugs to deliver imaging and therapeutic agents to disease cells while avoiding damage to healthy cells. During his career, Dr. Lau has published over 300 research articles in highly respected academic journals about his targeting imaging and therapeutic agents. He has also over 35 patents or patents pending and has founded three companies, Endocyte Incorporated, On Target Laboratories, and Pathochim Incorporated. Dr. Lau will be speaking on novel targeted therapeutic and imaging agents for cancer and inflammatory diseases at the Honored Alumni Lecture on October 10th at 11 a.m. in room 1170 of the Talmadge Building. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Lau. Oh, it's my pleasure. So in your lecture at BYU, you will be speaking on the receptor-targeted therapeutic and imaging agents. And this um, research has led to more than 30 U.S. patents and patents pending, and the development of these patents has yielded nine targeted drugs that are currently undergoing clinical trials. A couple of those drugs uh, will begin clinical trials later this year, but collectively, yes, by the end of the year, it will be nine. Sounds like you're making some good progress there. Uh-huh. Can you tell me a little bit about how you became interested in researching cancer? Well, uh, sure. Um, we were studying a basic process in science called endocytosis. This is how cells swallow uh, materials that they want to bring inside the cell. And we found that uh, cancer cells had an enormous appetite for the vitamin folic acid. And then we reasoned that we might be able to exploit this greed for the vitamin folic acid by attaching a toxic or poisonous drug to the vitamin then we would use the vitamin as a Trojan horse to deliver the attached drug into the cancer cell to kill it. And uh, we tried that in a few studies on just cancer cells in culture dishes, and we found that the method worked, and then we took some human cancer cells and implanted them in some mice and let tumors grow in these mice and then treated those mice and we found out that we were able to eliminate the tumors in the mice. Then we expanded that and into other animals and found similarly impressive results. And then finally we went to the FDA and said, this looks pretty good because we're able to deliver these very poisonous drugs very specifically into cancer cells and avoid the uptake by adjacent healthy cells and we'd like to uh, try it in humans. And the FDA took a look at our data and gave us permission to begin clinical trials. And we've started with one drug and then two and then three and so forth. And now we're, uh, by the end of the year, should have nine drugs in humans undergoing testing. And some of them are fairly far along and showing quite impressive results. Wow, that is very impressive. So how do these drugs work with avoiding the healthy cells? Well, we, again, take advantage of receptors, as they're called, that are overexpressed on malignant cells or cancer cells and that are either absent or present at very low levels on healthy cells. And then we find a homing molecule or something that really homes in on these receptors and binds to these receptors very tightly. And we can use those homing molecules as Trojan horses, as I said, these uh, Homing molecules can carry 
attached payloads and the and the and the cargo that they carry can be either an imaging agent or a very toxic drug or it can be a drug to modify the cancer cell so that it no longer performs its malignant function and uh, no longer divides so there are lots of things that we can do with a homing molecule once we find one of these molecules that really targets a cancer cell and avoids uptake by the normal cells. So what we see in our patients when we uh, treat them with these targeted drugs, that we avoid the usual toxicity characteristic of most chemotherapeutics. So we very seldom, in fact, we never see bone marrow suppression. The immune systems are totally intact in our patients. I don't think we ever see anyone's hair fall out. There's very little nausea. There is just very low levels of some toxicities, but they're extremely manageable. Right. That sounds like it's going to really impact the way cancer is treated in the future. Uh, I think a lot of the doctors share that opinion. So do you think this is going to become more widespread as this technology becomes more prevalent? You know, I think so. Uh, one ha- will have to wait and see, but my feeling is that the old strategy of administering a very poisonous drug and allowing it to distribute indiscriminately into all cells of the body and poison healthy cells and diseased cells evenly is archaic medicine. I think it's caveman medicine. And I think as we develop the ability to target drugs very selectively to the pathologic cells, the older drugs that distribute indiscriminately into all cells will be avoided. Yeah, for sure. So your lab is also developing ligand-targeted imaging agents for a variety of inflammatory and autoimmune diseases. Can you tell me a little bit about these new treatments and the diseases they might help treat? Sure. Well, we're following the same strategy in treatment of autoimmune and inflammatory diseases as we pursued in the treatment of cancer, and that is to find a homing molecule that will home in very specifically on the cells that cause or contribute to such diseases as uh, rheumatoid arthritis, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, atherosclerosis, pulmonary fibrosis, multiple sclerosis, you know, all of these, you know, even asthma and so forth, all of these autoimmune diseases. And it turns out that a good fraction of these are caused or worsened by a cell called an activated macrophage. And so we have discovered, we went after a targeting molecule, a homing molecule that targets these activated macrophages. We've found one. We can attach either imaging or therapeutic agents to it, and by doing so, we can very selectively uh, kill or inactivate the activated macrophage without damaging adjacent cells in the body. And uh, we, one of the drugs that I mentioned will be going into the clinic shortly is one that can treat, in animal models, it treats many of these inflammatory and autoimmune diseases, but obviously when one takes a drug into humans, one cannot treat every different inflammatory disease, so we have to focus on one, and we've decided to focus on osteoarthritis, and there's a lot of need there as people age. The population develops a lot of arthritis, and we think we might be able to help those that are struggling with joint pain and an inability to walk or so forth. 
Right. It sounds like this technology is going to improve lots of conditions for many patients. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, the results with these drugs that target the activated macrophages in animal models are, I think, very impressive. And we haven't tested them in humans yet, so one cannot forecast how the drugs will behave in real people with real disease. But we're very optimistic that the same success will be seen in inflammatory diseases as we saw in cancer. Yeah, it sounds like that it's going to be really great if it does end up working. So recently, the first fluorescence-guided surgery on an ovarian cancer patient was performed using your homing devices and the imaging agents that you created. Can you tell me about that? Uh, sure. One of the problems, well, let me back up a, a step and say that really the only sure cure for cancer is to surgically remove all of the diseased tissue. And so if the surgeon can go in and cut out all of the cancer, the patient's cured. So we decided to try to enhance the surgeon's ability to identify and resect the cancer tissue by basically targeting a light bulb into the cancer tissue so it glows adjacent to the healthy tissue. This will be important because nearly uh, 40% of all cancers that recur recur at the site of the original surgery. That is, the surgeon that goes in to remove the cancer, does not identify all of the lesions or doesn't see all of the lesions and leaves some behind. And if you've stood on a surgery, it's very understandable why this occurs. The cancer tissue looks like the normal tissue by and large. Uh, There are, are some minor differences, but in many cases, there's no way to distinguish it from the adjacent healthy tissue. And so it's nearly impossible to quantitatively remove all of the uh, malignant tissue. So what we've done is designed, used these homing molecules that home in very selectively on malignant cells. We've linked them to very bright fluorescent dyes. So uh, the surgeon injects these dyes directly before surgery, and the way the procedure is performed now, the surgeons remove all of the malignant disease that he or she can see with the naked eye, and then after they believe they're finished with the surgery and removed all the cancer they can find, they turn on the fluorescent lamp, and anything that glows, then they remove. And so far in our clinical trials, uh, 100% of the fluorescent tissue that remains after this initial surgery that they can only see with the aid of the fluorescent lamp, 100% of this tissue has turned out to be cancer. And in some initial trials over in Holland, they found that in surgeries of ovarian cancer patients, they were able to remove five times more malignant lesions with the aid of the fluorescent uh, dye, the tumor-targeted fluorescent dye, than they were with traditional methods of tumor identification. So uh, we're beginning these trials now in the U.S. in ovarian cancer, in lung cancer, in kidney cancer, and we'll be expanding in the future to a number of other cancers, breast cancer, and so forth. So our hope is that we'll soon be able to mark with very bright fluorescent molecules all uh, the malignant disease in any cancer patient, making it much easier to remove all of the cancer and increasing the chances of the patient not having to undergo chemotherapy and increasing the cure rate. Right. It seems like there's going to be a really major breakthrough for the quality of life of these patients in cancer and inflammatory diseases. 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, the surgeons that have tried this so far are really extremely enthusiastic about it. They they think it has the potential to totally change the practice of surgery. Mm-hmm. So what future impact do you think this research is going to have on the medical world in general? We hope that we're able to develop therapies for cancer that limit the amount of toxicity that a patient experiences during treatment and increases their chances of prolongation of their life and hopefully in many cases even a cure from the disease. And also in the cases of autoimmune diseases, we hope that we'll be able to treat these diseases with also greater efficiency and less toxicity. And we're hopeful that these tumor-targeted fluorescent dyes will also facilitate the complete removal of cancer tissue in patients that otherwise would have been sewn back up with uh, residual disease uh, left behind. So we are optimistic that we can have an impact on human health with these targeted Uh, imaging and therapeutic agents. Okay, wonderful then. Well, thank you for your time, Dr. Lau. It will be a great privilege to have you back at BYU. Okay, well, it's nice to talk with you and maybe hopefully we'll meet. If you would like to hear more about Dr. Philip Lau's new targeted therapeutic and imaging agent technologies, come to the Honored Alumni Lecture on October 10th at 11 a.m. in room 1170 of the Talmadge Building.